to Sound Booth Podcast. Join our hosts as they talk about pop culture, entertainment, and how to balance everything secular and spiritual. We're having trouble in the video room. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sound Booth Podcast. I have with me my lovely wife and our friend Kathy. Say hi people. Hi people. Yo, what's up people? Yeah, and we are here to discuss the loveliest place to work if you're a female while at Hiles Anderson College, and that is the wonderful, the lovely America. Some of us like to call it uh, America Hell. I thought that was more fitting. Yeah, yeah. And just to note, men did work there as well from Hiles Anderson. Not so. as many. They had choices to work at other places. We did not. We could either work on campus. Um, as work scholarship, which only paid our tuition, room, room and board, and or we had to work at America to pay both. Yeah, and full disclosure, I did not go to Hiles Anderson College. I considered it as being part of the Jericho program. Ew, boo. Cherry baby. I, I, did, I missed it by a year. I, I, Cherry babies. I didn't have I didn't have a lot of money, so yeah. And it, if you're out there and you were a Jericho student, no no hate against you. We were just a little bit salty. I was salty because I missed it by a year. But now yeah. looking back, I'm like, eh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I went to a nowhere college in the state of uh, Arkansas, run by nobodies. Well, they think they're somebodies in their own mind, but they're Ooh. really nobodies. Anyway, Burned. I'm not bitter. Anyway, I hope not. <laughs> So before we get started and dive into the juicy stories of what I've been told is a wonderful place to work, uh, Kathy, you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Um, well, I went to House Anderson College in 2005 and left there in 2011 without a degree or a husband, so pretty much was a failure at life according to their standards there. Um, I did eventually graduate from a Bible college and went and taught for six years. And now I sell flowers. So my life is much better than it was before. Yes. And, and Kathy and I met while we were at House Anderson um, my second year. I don't know how many years you had already been there at that point, but it was 2008. We didn't know each other my first year there. I think but I we knew of each other. I knew who you were. But because mainly we crossed paths probably at Americal. Yes. The great bringer together of people oh, in yes. a mutual hatred for their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean love <laughs> and desire and wonderful joy. <laughs> so uh, before before we get into it, uh, you some people who didn't have the honor and privilege of going to lovely Heil Sanderson College may be wondering, what is America? Well, long story short, you know, back in the day when people actually had landlines in their houses. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, you, you would be sitting down to dinner, it's nice, you worked hard, the meal, you can smell it, and the phone rings. And you pick up said phone. And it's a person trying to sell you Discover cards, insurance, and other fun, lovely stuff like that. So yeah, that's basically the long and short about what this business is. And anyone who out there who has worked telemarketing can probably understand the pains that come with that. But this is different because Christian, mostly. <laughs> that's debatable. I tried researching a bit, a bit of them, but my focus was narrowed to the one building that y'all were at. 
and all I could get online without, you know, signing up for any, you know, binding contracts to news webs to news websites, <laughs> which they say, oh, it's only a dollar to join, but the only way you can cancel is to call us, and I can rest assured that phone is probably never answered anyway. <laughs> Someone's bitter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> from from what I could find, the building, you know, relatively quiet. They were. Um, in 2015, fined by the uh, city of Hobart, Indiana, for <laughs> for fire safety violations. Surprising. They they were called in front of the uh, the city council three times before they allegedly probably fixed everything. I can't find any detail for that because cities don't keep detailed records about their meetings. Just the minutes, from what I can find. Anyway, um, I I went down a deep rabbit hole that night. Anyway. And if anybody lives near that place. Can you tell us, like, on Twitter or wherever you follow us, can you tell us, is that place even still open? I don't think it is. Yeah. I heard that it turned into an outbound, or no, inbound call center. Yeah, Google says it's uh, temporarily closed, but that's about all I can find out about that. I don't know what that means. The only only stuff online cut off about 2017, and, and it was just a... Hi- they're hiring more people. Woo! And it's that—that that was pretty much the extent of it. And they'll literally hire anyone. They yeah. are yeah. not picky at all. Back to the uh, back to the reason why the city was complaining about them. Apparently, there was no clearly marked fire exits. True. Uh, the, Very true. There, the building was like it had like walls installed that made it like uh, a I maze. Mean, it was uh, yeah. almost so it Cute would be was. hard to escape in case of a fire. Yeah. And uh, apparently some of the doors were installed wrong, so they swung the opposite way of what they were intended. And apparently for about a month or about a month or two, they just kept dancing around the issues. They took down the doors and installed them back wrong again. And turns out the contractor they had to install the walls in the first place was wasn't even licensed. Well, his license had expired, and he didn't renew it. He his insurance was expired as well. So, yeah. This is a surprise. Miracle man. taking shortcuts. And other shocking. Th- and other than that, all I could find was some police reports about fights breaking out in their parking lots. That's about it. Yeah, that was a regular occurrence. There was police mm-hmm. stationed inside the building for a while while we were working there in this That's safe right. location. I do remember that. Yeah, we a security guard at the front door. We would sometimes talk about the nice-looking police officers. <laughs> you know. We yeah. were girls, okay? It was all girls in our area. We were so, girls you know. in a, I'm sorry, sexually repressed college. If we can't <laughs> acknowledge that a man looks nice, you know. I can, I like? can enjoy God's creation. Yeah. That's fine. That That's about all I could dig up online, other than a few places like that, you know, hid their reviews from. The one negative review on Google reviews was, "This is the place that calls you when you're trying to eat. Otherwise, good place to work. Three stars." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I checked Glassdoor and it wouldn't let me in without creating an account, and I was like, "No." Yeah. Yeah, but most of those titles were were like, "This place sucks. I wouldn't want to work here. This staff is rude." Mm. Management is rude. Yes. Everyone is rude. Rude, rude, rude. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Well, I did some looking, and the FTC had a complaint filed in 2011-ish, and uh, they said that AmeriCall was training its representatives to not honor 
customers a request to be removed from their calling list and I can verify that yes we were told unless they specifically say the words take me off your call list or put me on your do not call list we were still supposed to click call back and they were actually charged half a million dollars um, or fined half a million dollars because of their bad business practices mm. um, that was right at 2011 about the time when we left so I don't know if they ever fixed that problem but that is wow. what, what went on wow huh. uh. I don't have any news stories that I dug up didn't you tell me that you had something that happened while you were there about a police chase or something oh yeah um, when I was there they had police dogs out in the parking lot while we were working sniffing people's cars looking for drugs <laughs> I'm not sure why but they were doing that and somebody like was either out there picking up someone for whatever reason there was someone out there in their car and they like drove over the curb and like out of the parking lot as quick as they could before the police could catch them because they were probably doing drugs and I did hear stories from girls that worked over the summer and they said people would come in to work in the summer and they'd be high as a kite phone in people working that might be better though yeah that job (laughs) the only news story i really have i did some research too just a very little bit and i found pretty much the same thing that james found the only thing i have to add to that is i do remember one time when i was working there when people were freaking out because apparently the building had got shot at with paintball guns Mm -hmm. i believe it was paintball guns it was and people were just freaking out. And I think I wasn't there the day that it happened or it happened earlier in the day. I don't remember. It wasn't actually there. But people were, like, so worried. And I was like, well. I, I was there. And mm. it sounded like the windows had shattered when mm. the paintballs hit. So we all were like, whoa, what's going on? And it was really scary. I mean, yeah, I'm not diminishing anything that it was scary, but then people were freaking out and afraid people were going to really shoot the building. And I'm like, well, I mean, we are telemarketers. I wouldn't be surprised with all the crazed lunatics mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. But I never, thankfully, that never happened while I was there. Yeah. No, no real guns or anything. Yeah, and also I did a little digging on Facebook through the different groups that that were in. I found this one post. It was... It is finished. America is over. Forever and ever and ever. And after you get done with all the forevers, and amen. So happy right now. Uh, April Halstead, April 29, 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting to that. That, that. Don't steal my thunder. Sorry. <laughs> Don't steal my thunder. Anyway. That, that's a preview of things to come. Oh, gosh. So, so yeah. um, now that we've gotten all the uh, news stories out of the way, shall we read what Hiles Anderson College proclaimed about this wonderful place to work? I hold in my hands a pamphlet from around probably, I want to say maybe 2005, four or five. It would have been, be- well, yeah, probably around then. Brother Circa was still the president. Oh four oh five. Yeah, they still had the uh, convicted felon on their on their brochure. Ooh. Well, he didn't get out of there till twelve. Yeah. Okay, so if you look through this pamphlet, which we will uh, share pictures on Twitter and other social medias, but mostly Twitter because that's where it's happening. Um, on the back of this pamphlet, it says, and I have shared this in a a group or two. Um, on Facebook, but I'll go ahead and read it really quick. 
Um, it says over $4 million in potential salaries went unclaimed last year by prospective Hiles Anderson College students in bold print. Bold all caps print. Do you need money to go to college? Last year, after all of our students who wanted a job were placed, over 500 jobs were still available where the employer specifically wanted to hire Hiles Anderson College students. But they couldn't hire any females, so that's not our fault. What? They couldn't, these people that wanted to hire Hiles Anderson College students, they couldn't hire any of the females unless they were a miracle. I see what you mean. No, I, I thought you were talking about America. Okay. Because girls can't work off campus. We can only work at not until one approved job when I started. Whenever the recession hit and then my senior year, you could get jobs elsewhere. But I couldn't get a job. More details into that later. But anyway, then it says, Americall, one of our leading employers, provides employees with the following benefits and advantages. Number one, working under Hiles Anderson employed supervisors. Not true. You lie! It mostly true unless you worked on a Saturday. Well, no, they weren't employed by Hiles Anderson. They were employed by Americall. Oh, I see. Hiles Anderson. The wording on here is really weird. That's because they don't know English, obviously. Most of our coaches were also students at the college, but if you worked on a Saturday or if you were a guy, you would sometimes work under locals. Yes. Locals were people that were not Howes Anderson College students uh, that were working there. Unless you, I don't know what we would call Fairhaven students, because they also worked at uh, Americall. They had their own Fairhaven coach, too. Yeah. But what, do we call them locals? or? Yeah, we call them locals. We weren't, they weren't allowed to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their college would not allow them to talk to I us. I thought that was weird, but we were allowed to talk to them. Yeah. We? we were never... I had a friend who had a friend that went to um, Fairhaven... And they weren't supposed to talk while they, the Fairhaven students weren't allowed to talk to the Hiles Anderson College students. Hmm. Mm. I legitimately wonder why. Uh, I, it's Fairhaven. And also back... I don't know anything about them, so... There there was there, there was a point in time before the whole Scott mess went down where Hiles became certain churches' favorite punching bag. Like, I... Yeah, well, I, true. I remember my, my home church in Louisiana is the uh, church where Keith Gomez originally came from. Oh, okay. And every time they would come back... Back in Lemon Preach, he would always take a couple jabs at Hiles Anderson, like hmm. saying how we, how uh, other colleges they'll give you free iPads, but we give you what you really need—more Bible. You know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, I do remember the free iPad thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on. All ladies working in an isolated, protected environment. Liar! Liar! I will say this: that actually was true. My freshman year, when I started. We had a separate building. No locals worked there. We were on the second floor of this office building, and so it was just Hiles Anderson College girls. But they closed that building down and moved us to Hobart, and mm-hmm. then we worked in an isolated yeah. environment. Yeah. So then that kind of defeated the purpose. We were in a glorified warehouse there, yeah. like with an exposed ceiling or not? What is it? Unfinished ceilings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the news were. The news report I read said that building was originally built as a warehouse for only 20 people. It was <laughs> yeah. meant to house only there 20 people. There were hundreds people. crammed so, in there yeah. when we worked yes. there. Yes. Yeah. It would have been bad to work there during COVID. But anyway, uh, let's see. Flexible hours. True. Kind of. I mean, you could do 2 to 9 or 3 to 10. Exactly. And you had a day off, which you could choose to work if you wanted to. <laughs> so there's a little bit of flexibility. Thursday was my day off. And then it was Monday. What was yours? Oh, can you remember I, that far back? I do 
do not remember. I want to say it was like Tuesday or Thursday. Because mm. I wanted to be able to go to the library in my day off. Oh. Yeah. Yay, I'm a librarian. Anyway, paid vacation and holidays. Not true. Um, no. You lied to me. <laughs> you had to pay that off. Pre-range time off. Let's see, health, life, dental benefits. You're lying. Now, you could get those, but you had to work an average of like 33 hours a week, which was practically impossible. So basically, they you can get them, but they don't say you, it's uh, only other, under special situa yes. situations. Yes. Situations. Circumstances. Circumstances. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's yes. English good. It's been a long day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, free transportation, true. Yeah, buses with yeah. drivers that didn't even look at the road, you know. Yeah. Average bus driver in the... Yeah, no. uh, I'm going to name drop, but remember... <laughs> oh, gosh. How grumpy he was. Oh, do you remember that one guy that used to look girls up and down as they got on the bus? I think I know who you're talking about. Oh. What was his name? His last name was... I knew you were going to say that. Yes. You have to bleep that out, too. I, yes, I do know but who you're talking about. But he would watch you watch every girl look him up and yeah. down. Every girl as they were getting on the bus. Even the so ugly creepy. ones like me? Yes, I'm Ooh. pretty sure. I'll bring, I'll bring in the, uh, what what I call on this podcast when I need to censor something out, I have a library of sheep sounds. Ooh, so I nice. use, they're, they're called my censor sheep. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, and the last thing they say, the benefits... Um, starting rate of $8 per hour. Not lies. True. That's a lie. That's such a lie. No, we. I started at seven fifty, and then you capped out at eight twenty five. So once you hit that, unless you were a coach, you couldn't make yeah. anything more than that. When was, when, when was this? In this pamphlet was made. 2005. Yeah. 2005. By the time I, I got there in 2007... I was making seven twenty five or seven fifty an hour. I can't remember. Let's see here. Which was the same that everyone started at yeah. seven. And then it says below that it says plus you will earn three hundred twenty to eight hundred dollars as a tuition bonus per semester while you work. And that actually stopped this semester before I got there because I thought, oh, I'm gonna get this this very first semester I was working there. It's gonna help me pay my school bill. And then they mm. said, no, we canceled that benefit. What, well, how did they determine how much you got? Um, it was based on your average hours worked, I believe. Oh, okay. We're limited on the hours that we could work because we only worked half days on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have a day off, which you could take or not take. It's totally up to you. But, like, you only had a limited number of hours. You could never make 40 hours a week. Like, that was not possible. Mm -hmm. Unless you worked every Saturday and you weren't allowed to do that. So. Yeah. So I looked up the federal minimum wage from 1997 to 2000 to 2006 was $5.15. Yeah. So, we were making so more yeah. than minimum wage, but but. <laughs> but it wasn't still I when I started there my tuition was only 860 a month and working every hour that I could, like literally I came in as early as I could and stayed as late as I could, I still didn't make enough to pay my school bill every month. And yeah. the school bill just kept going I up from there. Up. I'm looking at this to see if it says anywhere that you can pay your afford to pay your school bill by only working in America. It doesn't say it on here, and it kind of implies it. But I do remember speaking on the phone with somebody who worked at Hal's Anderson saying, "Oh yeah, you can work in America and pay your school bill." I got a paper that showed like, if you get this and you do this, then you'll be able to afford it. But you yeah. had to get bonuses, mm -hmm. which they were always changing every week or yeah. every month. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you make a coach, then you can become, you know, you can earn enough. But that 
only happen for a few people. Mm. Me, while I was in college, I, I, I had it. I had employment outside there, like my last two years. But before that, I was one of the work scholarship people, where pretty much free gen. They got free janitor service, pretty much. No. That I got yelled at and nitpicked constantly for. Um, anyway, I'm not bitter. Oh well, and then <laughs> we didn't even say anything about how the girls that worked at Miracle were required to come back to college mm. a week and a half early to clean the college. Week of cleaning. It was awful. Uh, it was, and I thought it was no weird pay, that we had nothing. to do that because there were so many of us. It was like they were running out of stuff for us to do. Yeah, and I'm like, why don't you have the work scholarship people who already do this and already know the building do it? And then instead, and I mean, it was only Maricall girls that had to come back, not the Maricall guys, which I thought was bogus. Sexist. What an IFP college being sexist. Oh yeah. That's impossible. And I want to throw something out here, too. This is my disclaimer. I got so frustrated while I was there because I would, like, call out stuff that they did, which we're going to get into. But some of the things that we had to do there, the ways that we had to behave, things we had to do to make a sale. And, yes, I would complain about it. But also, at the same time, I was calling them out for stuff that was, like, totally hypocritical like lying to customers and stuff like that and they're like you should stop complaining you shouldn't be bitter about this job it provides you money for college i'm like it doesn't even pay my bill which you lied to me about you expect me to lie to customers and then you yell at me whenever i'm complaining because that job literally the first few months i worked there every time we pulled up to the building i felt sick on my stomach like i was going to throw up because i hated it so much i hated having to do what i had to do and so this episode, if, if you think that I'm, I or Kathy are being bitter and whining and complaining, you might not want to listen anymore if you even made it this far. This is mainly us just calling out the crap and also sharing funny stories because I know some of y'all out there totally get what we're saying. So yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah, we're not here to bash people. We're just here to share stories. And even we will admit fully that we are still recovering from some of the things that we went through mm-hmm. while at these places. So if it sounds like we're bitter, it could just be unprocessed emotions. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. And anyway, before we get into any deep stories, uh, take us through what a normal day working there is, like uh, your day-to-day schedule there. Is, like is a miracle? Like, yes, I'd like a miracle. So when I was there, you could work, like I said earlier, 2 to 9 or 3 to uh, three to 10. Um, pretty much. Or you could work two to ten if you were awesome and you wanted to, but I didn't. <laughs> or you were poor and you had to. There's that too. I yeah. did it a few times and I, I just I couldn't. So either um, you had to be a workaholic or desperate. So pretty <laughs> yes. much, you had to board the bus. I want to say like thirty minutes before the shift started. That sounds about right. So y'all were so y'all were taken there in a bus. Y'all couldn't drive yourselves there. No. Well, we could, but. What would be the, the point? The process to do that would be really Overkill. difficult. And since y'all probably weren't making enough for gas money. Exactly. So. Yeah. You might as well ride the bus. Yeah. Unless you were getting off early and wanted to leave the building early. Yeah. Um, so basically you got on the bus 30 minutes before your shift. And that means that whenever you got to lunch, you had to like wolf it down quickly. And then get on the bus. And you would... Ride the bus there, which took about 10 to 15 minutes, depending on which way they took. 
Then when you would get there, um, most of the time that I was there, you had an ID badge that you had to show the security guard at the door. There was only one door that you used to enter the building. You would go put your stuff in your locker, and then pretty much you would go sit at your seat, and when the time came for your shift to start, you would log in. Mm -hmm. And then I seem to remember there was two parts of logging in. You would, like, log in, and then you would clock in. Like, I remember, like, being online, but then... Or being... You could be offline, but still be clocked in. There was, like, two things to it. Like, you clocked in, and then you were online getting calls. And if you went offline, you got in trouble if you stayed offline too long. That's if you went on break or something. Or if you went... When we went on our breaks, or if we went to the bathroom. Then we weren't getting paid then, though. Yeah. But you were still, like, logged into the system. Like with yes. Your, with yeah, your you logged user in. Number. Yeah, you logged in, mm-hmm. and then you went online. And when you went online so that you could get calls, that's, that's when, when you started, started getting, getting paid. Yeah. yeah. So you had to come in early enough that you could get logged in mm-hmm. and get ready and get your headset on and everything before yeah. you could start getting paid. And then you had to pray you could find a decent headset, although there was a couple of years where everybody took their headsets with them because there were problems with theft or something. I don't know. Hmm. I don't remember. But anyway, you'd get your headset on, and then usually if you already had a program that you were consistently phoning, you would just start getting what they call leads, calls. You would start getting leads as soon as you got there. You would get, like, a pop-up message saying, you're on this program, you know, and then you sit, okay, okay, you hit the okay button. And then basically you would just phone until your 15-minute break. That's all we got. Really? Right? I guess. I think yeah. that's all we got for I think it was break. only 15 minutes. And then, so basically you'd be sitting there, you'd be phoning. If you had to use the bathroom, you had to go offline and Not you didn't get, get paid. paid. To go to the bathroom. So dumb. I know. I'm like, come And on, you'd have to hike halfway across the warehouse to get to the, the bathroom. Depending on where you're sitting, yeah. Some places weren't so bad, but... Um, so you would do that, and then you'd get your 15-minute break, which I lived for. And another thing you had to do was you had to make rebuttals on every call. It did not matter what they said, pretty much. Um, you had to rebuttal them, and by that I mean, like, well, have you considered that... La, 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 la. I remember the BOFA one was like, um, have you considered that one in three people has had their identity stolen in the past three years or something like that? I can't re- believe I remember that. Pretty oh much for your mongering. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. would rebuttal them, and you had to. Like, you had to rebuttal every call. Unless... Pretty much you had to argue with them to try yeah. to convince them that they really wanted this. Unless it was like like with Allstate, you know, oh, I don't own a car, or I'm not a customer of right. Bank of America, then you... You right. can't rebuttal that. But rebuttals were so... <sighs> I hated doing it. Because their coaches would always be like, you need to be more aggressive. You need to be more aggressive. Rebuttals. Rebuttals. Okay. Build rapport with your customer. Me arguing with the customer saying, you do need this. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's not going to convince them to buy anything. That was definitely... And then was rebuttals. And then rebuttals would creep in the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like including you soul be, winning. You'd be rebuttaling people out soul winning. Yes. Like, here, just take this track. It's free. Just take this track. Just take this. Literally, yeah. I did that once. And I, and my soul winning partner was looking at me like, what in the did world? Did they win a miracle? No, they didn't. <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, oh, sorry. I totally didn't mean to do that. But it would get into, like, other places in your life, and you'd be rebuttaling people, arguing with them. And I'm like... I don't like to feel argumentative. No. That is not my personality at all. And that's another, like, thing that made it so mentally tough is on people that have mental 
difficulties, like with um, or mental illness, I should say. Right. It's very hard to want to do that whenever you're not a confrontational person anyway. I don't know if that made sense, but yeah. it's in my brain. But anyway. Again, forcing people to be what they're not. And then you would sit in there, and most of us, I would say 95% of us, had sack lunches from the college, which that's a whole episode in itself. Yes, that's a whole another episode. Moldy bread, moldy food, (sighs) red delicious apples, where only half the name actually represents the apple. That's the red part. Yeah. Uh, Raisins with worms. Yeah, I remember that. Remember when they had the chimichangas, though? For a little while, the college got a hold of a bunch of, like, chimichangas. I don't know how they did. They were so good. Jose Ole. Jose Ole, chimichangas. Oh, Oh, my gosh. They were so good. And then they quit having them. And they, I think they quit selling them because I can't find them anywhere. I know. It's so sad. They were so delicious. I didn't have to eat sandwiches. Because it was, you could get peanut butter and jelly. Or bologna. Or bologna or sometimes Or ham ham. or whatever. They'd have a meat sandwich. With cheese that was, like, So yeah. So oh, or like peanut butter, peanut yeah. butter, peanut nutty buddies or something like that. Yeah. Uh, they were like peanut shaped cookies. Yeah. All and of they those. were like a year expired. Oh yeah. When they were yeah. Our uh, like, our college got all its food from uh from like this food pantry kind of place and it it was mostly what what y'all said mm. like a sandwich, uh, red delicious apple Blech. and a little Debbie snack. Snack cake oh, or something like that. Oh, Man. y'all got it. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. We didn't get that. And, <laughs> we just and, got raisins with worms in the box. Yeah, and also I was... <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's true. It happened. Yeah. It really did. It was it so did. gross. I was looking up uh, the required uh, time for a break in the state of Indiana. Right. Not sure what it was back then. Right. But now, if an employee works eight or more consecutive hours, the employer must provide 30-minute break and additional 15-minute Minute break every four consecutive hours worked. Yeah, no, they didn't do that. Two to nine, three, four, five, six, seven. It was eight, eight hours. Nine. Oh, that's only seven. Oh, maybe if that's you work how... two to ten, maybe. Yeah, that's how that's they how did they it got because around that. we didn't work eight-hour shifts. That's yeah. how we could never make forty hours a week. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have to give us any benefits because we weren't full-time exactly. employees. That's why they worked with the college because they knew they could scam us, and we didn't know any better. Over basically, yeah. Because y'all are just innocent, fresh out in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, Christian college students. A lot of girls that was their first job, so they had never had a job before. Yeah, they didn't know the rules. If you don't count babysitting and cleaning, no, my grandmother's house. That's my first job. Yeah. So then after you get your little dinky fifteen minute break, and also they did have a little snack bar in the break room my freshman year, but then it shut down because of the recession. I think was it ever open? It was when I first got there, oh. for like the first year, and then they I don't know they shut it down, and then after that you'd go back on your back on the phones, and throughout the night um, your coaches had like these chalkboards at the end of the aisle, and they would like. Sometimes they'd have little games you could play. If you got a sale, you could, like, mark off a number and, like, win a prize or something. Some coaches were really good about that. Some weren't. It just depended on the night yeah. and the coach that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, sometimes they would call you up to their desk to receive coaching to help you on the phone. Sometimes Supposedly. They, yeah. Sometimes they called you up there just to get you off the phone because they could tell you were stressed out. And that's the only way they can get you off the phone while you still get paid. Yeah. So, because they leave you online, but turn your your calls off mm-hmm. from their desk, I think. That's yes, how that worked. That's right. And then they would tell you like, "Oh, well, you need to do this, and you need to do that." So, that was a Stop typical happier. night. If you were doing poorly on your program, 
you could sometimes get kicked off and have to clock out and be stuck at a miracle for the rest of the night because you had to wait for the bus to show up. Sheesh. That yeah. happened to me plenty of times. You would literally work for two hours and then you'd be kicked off and you'd because have to wait like five hours before you could go yeah. home. And then sometimes you didn't have anything to do. I try to remember to bring my homework with me in case it happened because at least to do something. But yeah. Um, and then of course... 9 or 10 o'clock, depending on when your shift was, you would get on the bus and go back to the college, try to do homework, go to bed, and do it all over again the next day. So, day in the life of the Americall part of Wow. Life. Not fun. Wouldn't do it for a million dollars. 10 yeah. out of 10 would not recommend. No. Wow. I still, I legitimately, honest to goodness, still have um, nightmares about that place. Still. Yeah. And I quit that place uh, 12, 11 years ago, mm. and I still have nightmares about going back there. I don't have nightmares, but that's only because I've blocked out most of what happened while I was there. I literally don't have very many memories, Sheesh. even though I spent six years there. Funny. We were talking earlier about this episode, and I actually reminded of Kathy of a story she told me that she forgot about. L- literally, I've forgotten <laughs> more stuff about that place than I ever remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now that we've taken care of a day in the life working at this place and clearly after you're done like you said you have all times for activities and hanging out with friends afterwards oh yeah because curfew was at 10 o'clock so you know after we got home at 10 20 10 30 we could totally go and yeah Yeah. Yeah. check our mailbox (laughs) we we were we were watching uh promo videos for the college last night which may be another episode wink wink uh uh, and and yeah they're they're like you, you can get involved with the student life, play sports, do all this stuff, or just chill and hang out by the lake. Um, yeah. The only reason I ever had time to do any of part of that is because I did it on Saturday because I was in Foster Club, a.k.a. the Lazy Ministry, as some people called it. And then I would do that stuff on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you took your day off, then you could do that stuff. I did sometimes. But not usually sports. Like, you could go yeah. and take the bus to the library or the mall. Yeah, or Walmart. The- <laughs> or Walmart, yeah. The groceries for one of those days when the dinners are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way they pitch it, it's like... It's like you'll be spending like every weekend in Chicago, hanging out, going to the stores, visiting the Bean. So yeah, no, that never happened. Mm, no, <laughs> and I also, never even got to go to the Bean. I don't think. And also there. the pristine shores of Lake Michigan. Um, no. The only time we ever went close to the shores of Lake Michigan is in the middle of winter when we would go on the. Oh, what was it called? The dune activity? No, when we went to the... Christmas lights. Yeah, Christmas lights. There we go. I know they had a dune activity one time. I didn't get to go. I went to the shore after I graduated with... Uh, well, that doesn't count because you Kim, were graduating. We, came out. we went and uh, there was a bunch of dead fish. Yeah, the, the, the shores shore near Chicago are just not very nice. All the sperm Totally go to the... Yeah, the Indiana-Michigan shoreline is a little bit better. Not much, but a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so now that we got all that fun stuff out of the way, time for these two lovely ladies to tell you all about their experience and personal stories that they've had while working at this wonderful slave drive. I mean, place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about our coaches... Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about the coaches we have, and what we're going to do is talk about all of our coaches, and we're going to be using fake names because I don't feel like people coming at me. 
And, and uh, I forgot some of my coaches, so if you're not mentioned and you are my coach, I'm sorry. <laughs> it might be a good thing in this case. Um, so they all have fake names and um, no hard feelings because this is just about that place. You might be a great person outside of that place if, if I say anything bad about you, so sorry in advance. So my very first coach... <laughs> had a favorite in our unit. Uh, one of those. And she got to go up to her desk all the time and be in coaching. So basically getting paid to do nothing. Um, this Now, unfortunately, the, her favorite person was actually good at getting sales. So she had an excuse. But it still sucked that she got to do that all the time. And then I just remembered, okay, so i got to share this. Mm. So this oh, particular no. coach, um, this is one of my all-time favorite stories of AmeriCall. So one oh, time, wait, I, I was phoning this one program, and I was uh, asked, having to ask a lot of questions about, you know, what's the last four digits of your social? You know, what's your state and uh, city and all that? And the person was going to get the card. It was a business Discover business card. And they were on the phone. They were on there. They were ready to go. They were about to get it. And then my coach starts just talking really loud, like, yeah, guys, let's do it. Let's get some sales. And then, and, then. and she was just being loud as could be. She was always loud. Always. And the person on the phone heard her yelling and was like, what in the world? Like, where are you? And then I guess they thought that it was kind of scammy. So they hung up on me and I lost the sale. I was so angry because I'm pretty sure it was a Saturday. And they were more um, willing to kick you off on Saturdays, I think, than most yeah, days. because hmm. it wasn't your normal scheduled hours, so they were a little bit stricter they about were. making sure you get sales. And I lost a sale because of her, and I was so mad, and I know this is stupid, but I was like, give me a break. I was like 19 years old and very stupid, maybe 18, I don't know. And I barked at her. I swear, I barked at her. I was just like, roof! <laughs> and she, I didn't realize it. At first, but all of a sudden, she turns around and is stomping over like. She's she's very loud walking. Oh my gosh. And she's like, April Halstead, get over here. Get up to my desk right now. Halstead's my maiden name. And I was like, okay. Like, whatever. The audio capture looks wonderful right now. (laughs) Well, she was pretty loud. So I got up to her desk and I was like, what? Like, what? What? You lost me a sale. And then she's like, why did you do that? I said, because I lost a sale because you were yelling. The guy was freaking out about it and hung up on me. And she's like, you shouldn't be barking at me. And I said, what are you going to do about it? She's like, I could write you up for this. And I'm like, oh, right. You're going to write me up and wrote, she barked at me on there, right? Spoiler alert, I don't think she wrote me up. I can't remember, but I don't think she did. I don't think she did. I think I might have gotten kicked off, though. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it, though. So worth it. I think I might have kicked off later in the day. I don't know, but it was funny. And one of my friends was sitting next to me, and um, to this day, I think she remembers this story and still laughs about it because I was just done. I was like, here I am, working on Saturday, trying to make money, trying to make sales, and you get a customer to hang up on me. I was very... Very frustrated. You know. I do remember this story now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> you know, knowing what I know about you in these seven years that I've known you, I can totally see that. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm just weird. But I love you. Oh. <laughs> and I love you. And, you know, and that just, 
that kind of set the precedent for her. I think that was maybe near the beginning. I don't know. But that kind of behavior was pretty typical. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she ended up getting demoted. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, not I sure why. That. It was so good to see a coach go back to being just a regular rep. <laughs> oh, so good. I don't know if it had anything to do with the person she kept calling up to her desk to give her coaching. I heard rumors that it was. But don't quote me. I wouldn't be surprised. But... If you're out there listening to this, I'm sorry. I didn't like you as a coach. You you played favorites, and that wasn't cool. And then I got another coach who I am going to call... Okay, so before that, so a regular person was like a rep, but then they can get promoted to a coach? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Also, I forgot. Did you have any um, stories? No, I didn't have any stories I can remember. She was my coach for a while, though, but I don't remember any stories. Like I said, I've blocked out a lot of that. Uh Okay, so then we're going to go next to... I got... um, About two months before the end of the year, whenever I quit for the end of the year, um, I remember, I think it was my birthday when she became my coach, and I was so happy because she was awesome. She was the best coach ever. Unfortunately, that was her senior year. Yep. Her fresh, my freshman year was her senior year. So I had her for a month and a half or two months, however long it was, and she graduated. I went she out and got was the married. Best. She, and, and I hope she knows who she is if she's hearing this because I just want to say you were the best coach I ever had. And you were awesome. And I think she had a party for us after it was over, maybe. I have a picture somewhere of a party with all my AmeriCall co-workers that were in my unit that year. Aww. I'll have to dig that up and maybe put it on Twitter, but I'm going to have to censor out some faces. Well, you know. But she was the best coach I ever had. I have nothing bad to say about her. She was very encouraging, understanding. Whenever you're having a rough night, she made it fun. She lots was of, never loud. Never, never loud. Never crazy. Had lots of contests and promotions and fun stuff. She was, she was great. Good, good coach. She was amazing. I wish the coaches would have actually helped us more to make sales instead yeah. of just sound happier. You sound dead because I'm dead inside because of this job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sound yeah. dead when I'm dead tired and I'm falling asleep while I'm calling people on the mm-hmm. phone. Yeah. So you have any <laughs> stories of her, you don't but she any. was a very good coach. I remember she was always very nice. I remember she when never, she got engaged. She never yelled at people or got upset. That was always nice to me. I remember when she got engaged and showed us her ring. Yeah, That was sweet. She was she was awesome. She was amazing. So out, if you're out there, you know who you are. You were awesome. <laughs> then I had... And I don't mm. know if she'll hear this. <clears throat> you might be a different person now, so I'm really... I hope so. But she was touchy in the physical sense. I didn't like it. She once ran her fingers through my hair and and, uh, told me that one day my husband was going to love running his fingers through my long, soft hair. And I was like... (laughs) Literally, that's what she said. It was so gross. Yes, legit. And I was like, okay, but, like, you're not him and don't touch me. Like, I'm at work. Stranger danger. Stranger (laughs) danger. I shouldn't be having to deal with this at work. I already work this job that I hate. Come on. So... I mean, yeah, your hair is soft, but you don't have to be creepy about it. It was a little creepy, and yeah. she might be different now, and uh, I wish her the best. But, uh, you know, watch on the physical contact with your coworkers. Yeah, especially when somebody asks you not to touch them. 
Because yeah. I was in her unit for like two days, or maybe it was just one day, and she comes up and starts rubbing my back, mm. which I absolutely hate because it's super painful. So I'm talking on the phone, and she has touched my back, and I'm writhing around in my chair, and I fell out of my chair, and she's all like, oh, I'm so sorry to know, and I was like... Um, I'm writhing around. You would think that you would just keep your hands off me as I'm writhing trying to get away from you. Yeah. Uh, I was so grossed out. It's like, no, don't touch me. I've known people like that. Uh, I I am extremely ticklish in some areas. (laughs) Not not anything inappropriate. Um, I know this, and he's he's a... Mostly... I'm his uh, wife. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mostly the the side right here of, of... where where my stomach is and people will find when people find out there was this one doofus in college he he found out he he like tickled me there for like i want to say like five ten minutes straight even though i was writhing around begging him to stop he still kept doing it i just uh, i'm not better anyway Um, it's like if i ask you to don't touch me just don't touch me and i told her that and i was like don't touch me she's like oh i'm so sorry i'm like no just don't touch me don't touch me anymore never that's all i want because I hate being touched. This is my no-no square. <laughs> the whole body is Don't my no-no square. Either. That is my no-no square. <laughs> okay. So next on the list, um, and you didn't have any more stories, did you? No, that was the only one. Thank goodness. Next, Ooh. we're going to discuss... She was probably my second best coach because she kind of just... She was laid back. I think I creeped her out a few times because I said weird stuff. But she wasn't, she wasn't, she didn't yell, she didn't, like, threaten you. I mean, she was, she had a, you had a healthy fear of her, like, you know, getting in trouble for doing something stupid. But she wasn't, like, scary or mean or yelly. No, she was very fair. Yeah. She was okay. Um, She had some pretty decent, like, contests and stuff, but... So you keep mentioning these uh, contests. Were there like specific prizes that you could win, like or... five minute breaks that were oh. paid, yeah. or you like... could get a piece of scrapbook paper, yeah, and do whatever you wanted with it, or like crossword puzzles. Yeah, yeah different coaches. Sometimes did different they had things. actual physical prizes. Like one time I won some Candy. headbands, yeah. Candy, Candy sometimes. So just like incentives for you to yeah, work harder, just pretty things. much. Well, now, when I started, they had bonuses that you could earn, like making a certain yeah. number of sales. But the only problem was that uh, if you actually reached that goal that they set for you, and then when you got your next paycheck, you'd be like, oh, how come I didn't get this? And then they'd ask their supervisor, and they'd be like, oh, well, we changed that. And changed so then it. you wouldn't, you know, you yeah. worked hard all week long, got a bunch of sales, and then you still didn't get this bonus that you were supposed to get. Keep moving mm-hmm. the goalposts pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, typical mm-hmm. IFB. Yeah. Now, I will say, side story here, the best prize I ever got from AmeriCall was one time, I think I was in yeah! unit when this happened, um, one of the p- big supervisor people over her came and got me from my desk, and she told me that I needed to uh, go offline and log out. And I was like, whoa, I'm about to get fired. Yeah. And there was one com- customer that night that had been particularly obnoxious, and I might have been rude to him. I don't remember. It happens I don't know. I really don't remember, but I was freaking out. I was like, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm going to get fired. This was my sophomore year, I think, or freshman. 
I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get fired. So then they send me to um, one of the even bigger boss's offices. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. What was it? I don't know. But anyway, I went in there. And um, it was, I think it might have been that one <laughs> chick with the black hair. Yes, she was. I think oh my it was gosh. her. She was not a Howells Anderson College student. Well, okay. She, used, she to used to be a Howells Anderson College student, but when she was our supervisor over the whole floor, she was not a Howells Anderson College student anymore. She liked, like she had gone out and, you know, dyed her hair and gotten piercings and stuff. And like pants. That. And pants, of course. That was she used to like thing. to stand on the desks. She she was awesome. She though. was cool. She was so cool. So cool. But she didn't last long. No. And then that other well, chick took over. She worked there. She worked at the old building where I worked my freshman year. So she had been with the company for a while mm. when she finally ended up quitting. Anyway, um, so they she brings me to the office, and then I'm standing there freaking out. And they were kind of commenting on how I was freaking out. And I was like, this isn't funny. And then um, finally, I'm trying to remember, um, Den- <laughs> goes, you won. And I was like, what? And then the guy, whoever it was, he was like, you won. You won the you won the iPod. And I was like, what? He's like, look at her face. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then they handed it to me. And I was like, and I just stood there for a second, like, staring at it within my hand. Like, what? Yeah. It was an iPod Nano. Granted, this was the late 2000s, so that was awesome tech back then. Mm-hmm. And I was just like really for real mm. what and they were just laughing at how i was freaking out but i was kind of mad because i thought i was getting fired so then i got back on the phone and then was like wow the rest of the night apparently we had been put in some kind of drawing that was more of a like the whole building mm. or mm, several different yeah. units put together units were by the way of explaining this units were a coach and then the reps gotcha. so there would be like anywhere between maybe like i don't know 15, 12 or 16, something like yeah, that. Yeah, as many as 20 maybe, maybe. depending. Sheesh. So that that was a unit. Yeah. And so, yeah, that either a bunch of units or the whole building got put in this drawing. I didn't even know I was in the drawing. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't even suspect a win. So, yeah, and then I that iPod got stolen and I didn't care because it glitched and didn't work half the time anyway. So Another fine Apple product. Hey. This Not one. all Apple products. I'm sorry. It was it, it didn't work very well, and I just I kind of quit using it after a while because I should have just sold it. Apologies. Me and my wife are Android people. So. And I am an Apple girl, so thank you. I mean... I, I have nothing against <laughs> Apple. I used it for, for a couple of years. It's just... Not my cup of tea. I just... I don't it's care what anybody uses. It's not for everyone. It's not for me. It's, it's too... For lack of a better word, basic for me. So. Ooh, and yeah, it is, shots fired. it is pretty basic. Yeah. Not good. I like the basic stuff, so it works for me. Then the very uh, last coach, we're calling uh, her. Oh, no. <laughs> Terminal disappointment. Let's just put it that way. I'm sorry if you're out there listening to this. I, 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 I am friends with you on some social media platforms, and you seem very happy in your job now, and I hope you are. I will say you had wonderful smelling candles on your desk, and I always appreciated that when I went up to your desk for coaching. And one time, because I had such a weird sense of humor, and she knew it, one time I told her I was going to eat her children. I'm weird. <laughs> I think that's how you um, freaked out. But was saying that. Oh, you were maybe it was her, her I said it to. I think that was what it was. it was, and she was really freaked out, like, <laughs> scared, freaked out about that. I was, like, 19 or 20, I said stupid crap. I still say stupid crap. 
What? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, so, but I did, I think I did say it to, um, one time. Yeah, you probably did. One time I will give her this. I went up to her desk for coaching and you always had to like sign your name on the, the coaching slip and by sign I mean type. And so she changed the font, font color to brown so it would be poop colored and I, I, I am a sucker for poop jokes, so... I love that. Yeah, which uh, if you're ever playing like uh, Cards Against Humanity or any other type of that card game with her, poop jokes get her every time. (laughs) Every time. Every time. Cheater. Anyway, (laughs) so, but this is also the coach that I got fired under. Now, I will say I probably was a little bit lazier than I should have been. I will admit that. But I also was very sick the year that I got fired. I got sick a lot. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. But um, I have a thyroid condition, and uh, it was very hard for me to see the on-campus doctor because of the times he was there. He's Mm -hmm. only there Wednesdays. While we were at work. So it was very hard for me to see him and not have to take off of work. And so sometimes I would run out of medication. And when I'm out of my medication, if I don't take it for a couple days, I am completely sluggish, brain fog. I don't know what's going on. It was bad. So I got sick a lot that semester just because I didn't have the proper medication. And I probably had too low of a dosage as well. And that also... Mm-hmm. also causes problems so i got fired under her she got in my face oh, one time hmm. i remember and i didn't like that she yelled at me and told me to grow up uh, which i mean yeah i probably needed to but her yelling that in my face didn't help anything so and all this stuff always went on at the front of your unit so every single girl that you work with and the unit next to you and the unit on the other side of you they would all everyone would hear it because that's just how the way it was set up, so everyone around would hear it, and so, so then you're being dis- you're being disciplined in front of all, all of your people. friends. And they get all hear you. So how how long were you working there before you got fired? I'd been there for three years. Okay. And then I got fired at the very end. Like I had maybe a week or so left of my le- my third year of college when I got fired. And then I had to wait six months and then they rehired me for my senior year part oh. of the way through the year. I see. So yeah, I from what, how you described the place, I can understand being kind of burnt out at, yes. at that place at, at that point in time, even with mm-hmm. three years. And I work retail. <laughs> It was awful. Like, I got my very first migraine headache there, and I've been Mm. having them ever since. Like, one of those migraines where you can't see, your vision gets all funky. Yeah, I got my first migraine there. I think it might have been stress. Who knows? Yeah, it seems like moments of this, like, great stress are what trigger certain health issues with you. Like, you said migraines there. You got your ulcerative colitis like the when we were engaged yeah like five months before the wedding so So. yeah and as like i was saying earlier you know me complaining about this job it did do some serious damage to not just i mean giving me migraines but i think it was very bad for our mental health very bad and that was something that you couldn't talk about in the ifb because you just needed to pray more or read your Bible more, or let it you know. roll off your back. They're not yeah. talking it to you, yeah. even though they're actually saying it to your face. I mean, well, through the phone, through the phone, but like they're saying it to you as a person. Yeah. Oh, just let it roll off their back. They don't actually know you, but that doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, which is one thing I I can say I still struggle with today, and y'all could probably attest to this. I mean, I know I probably need to find a therapist. To help process all the emotions I've had to keep bundled up because they weren't socially acceptable. But it's still getting over that stigma of you 
go to one, it's like admitting you have a problem and you can't admit you have problems. Yeah. In right. in this yeah. In that kind of church environment. And you can't call stuff out because then you're just being bitter or complaining. And it's like, no, I'm just calling out facts and you can't handle it. So, yeah. it yeah, it took a toll on my mental health. And, I mean, I'm coming from a background where my um, parents were not saved and my dad was um, abusive physically and all, you know, mentally, verbally, all that so I was already dealing with that in my mind, and I was already dealing with other stuff about myself, putting myself down, thinking I wasn't worth anything. And then you go to this job that treats you this way, while you're also simultaneously in a college that looks down on you because, oh, well, who's your pastor? Oh, we don't know who that is. Well, where's your home church? Well, we don't know your home church. Well, who's your family? Oh, they're not even saved. Oh, well, then you don't matter. That's kind of how it was. Oh, definitely. I, I didn't come from a well-known church with a well-known pastor, and my family were not in the church at all. So I was pretty much a nobody. Yeah, and also y'all were, from what you told me, kind of the rebellious ones. That was more so in the other college. Okay. Well, but we didn't we didn't fit the standard. No. Yeah. Like the standard, you know, dress a certain way, look a certain way, have a full face of makeup and your hair done, and like a suit and a skirt, you know. We didn't fit that mold, and so... And don't forget we the shoulder kind pads. Well, <laughs> yeah. We were kind of put to the side because we didn't fit the standard, and so that made it extra hard because the girls that did fit that look will look down on us. Think Stepford Wives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Really. Yeah. Stepford that, Wives, but in college. Yeah, that that was that's a thing that's, you know, always kind of bugged me. I just never knew how to put into words about how uh, we are called to be conformed to Christ and become individual person that he can use in a special way. But these colleges, they try to mold you to be the next Jack Hiles, the next mm-hmm. John R. Rice, the next... Uh, Tony Hudson. Uh, and if you don't fit in that mold, then you're not good enough. Yeah. Or yeah. you can't be used by God or whatever. It's like, what, is, what was his name recently said on Bad Sermon Clips? Like, or no, somebody said, uh, you people are just the losers of the IFB. Uh, could have been Reeves. I no. think it was. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, y'all just left because y'all were losers in Yeah, the it was Reeves. And I'm like, because you treated us like we were losers and and also i think i've said this on on a, another episode that that you had here but these people do not get or know what to do with or appreciate introverts yes amen and we're That's all introverts we can all agree yes. Pre- pretty much if uh pretty much they try to break you out of that in any way possible even though like especially i i know it was whole part of the thing, but I hated door to door soul winning. Yeah, I really too. did. Yes. One, talking to people. Two, I feel like that's a very intrusive it way is. way mm-hmm. of uh, getting your message across, it and is. you probably, especially nowadays, will end up turning more people off to that. Or oh, get yeah. a gun pointed at your face. Yeah, I've it had might knives. Have in... I've had knives pulled on me when I was like ten, eleven years old, mm-hmm. coming to people's doors and knocking on it. So. Definitely can say it's not a good way to Might have get me out of my Might have worked in the 70s and stuff, but people right. don't open the doors anymore. So now that we've discussed all of the coaches that we had, or that we remembered that we had, mm-hmm. um, now let's dig into all the programs we did. Most of what we did, um, we did all the same programs, minus a few that Kathy did before I got there. So when you say programs, do you mean like the companies you were calling for? Yes. Okay. 
Well, not just that, yeah. but sometimes the same company would have different different programs. Uh, programs like they'll be selling to this certain group of people or this certain yeah. group of people. Like uh, targeting different demographics yes. or, yes. or uh, diff- different products were being pitched. Yes, different yeah. products uh, from the same company. Okay, so. mm-hmm. gotcha. So when I got there, I started out on Discover Business Card. Oh, fun <laughs> stuff. Um, I hated it. Basically, you had to try to sell... I guess not sell, but people get people to sign up for a Discover Business Card. Well, you would sign them up right on the. So with Discover Business Card, you were trying to get uh, trying to sign people up for the credit card, and you had to ask them a bunch of questions, like I was saying earlier, like the last four of their social, city and state. They were supposed to actually have a business, but yeah, but but that wasn't true. That wasn't true. There were times I remember one time I called a Popeyes. <laughs> I, I kid you not and I was like um, asking for whoever the manager was or the financially responsible party yes remember that yes and they said um, well uh, can I get you in my manager and I'm like okay and then um, you partly didn't hear whenever they would pick up the phone you didn't always hear them say hello because it was like they would say like it was kind of weird the because, way it worked because we didn't hear the phone dialing right or mm-hmm. and we didn't hear them pick up as soon as they picked up the phone, then they would transfer it to yeah, one of us. It took like a second. So sometimes we would miss the first part of what they yeah. were saying, and they'd pick up, and they'd be already talking. Yeah. So I missed the part where they had said Popeyes. And so um, then when they gave it to the manager, I told her, she's like, uh, this is a Popeyes? Like, a, it's a it's a corporation. I had never heard of Popeyes before. Yeah. Because we didn't, we didn't have them in my home state. Oh, and yeah. Y'all Indiana have Bojangles. Did. Yeah, we have Bojangles. Gotta need to get a one to have a Bojangles. Yeah. Anyway, they're awesome. So I had never heard of it, and they're like, uh, this is a, we're, we're a chain rest- restaurant, chicken restaurant, and this is like when I first started Americall, like maybe my first week. So I <laughs> did not know what a Popeye's was. And then I told my coach about it later. She's like, oh, yeah, that's like a local, that's, or that's like a chain restaurant. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's like a chicken restaurant. I don't think she believed me, but it's like, we don't have those. <laughs> we had them I'm up from. in Michigan where I was from, and yeah. we have them down here in Arkansas where we're at now. And I had them in Louisiana because... It's They're based Louisiana. out of Louisiana. <laughs> well, we have Bojangles because it's invented in North Carolina. In fact, I actually worked at a Popeye's in college. My, uh, let's see here, my, I want to say my sophomore and junior year and part, parts of the senior year, I want to say, but yeah. It was, it was an interesting phone call, but... Yeah. Um, I do remember that we would call, there was one particular month, I remember, when we called old people. Mm. And it was a bunch of old retired people, and we were, they would, they asked us basically to try to find a way to sell to them, like, even if they didn't have a business, try to basically get them to get a card, and I thought that was really messed up, especially the old people who you could kind of tell were starting to, you know, lose their mind a bit, I don't mean that insensitively, but... You know, they'd say, well, ask them if they have, like, a like a side gig they do, like, knitting or crocheting. And I'm like, age as much? <laughs> they don't just knit and crochet. And then I was like, but what if they don't? And they're like, well, just, you know. And basically it was just like, well, just do it. You know, just just lie to them. Basically, I, that's how I felt sometimes. It's like, stop making excuses for why you shouldn't be lying to people and just do it. Well, yeah, we were pretty much told that even if they didn't have a business, we could still sign them up for a business card. Which yeah. just and then make they could up call a business and name, it. and I was like, "It's just dumb that we are lying to people." Yeah, yeah, and uh, that—that's one thing I noticed. A lot of these companies will uh, make up, try to pitch to old people the most because they're 
No, no offense to old people here. I'm just saying what these people think of you. They're they're more uh, gullible. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they like, really uh, are. Yeah. I I had a I had a friend who friend in quotation marks here. <laughs> uh, oh, he worked at Radio Shack. That tells you oh, yeah. how long ago this was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he said they uh, the corporate people would tell them if an old people old person comes in looking for a phone, pitch them an iPhone. Oh yeah. Try oh, to yeah. sell them an iPhone. Of course. Which they'll never figure out how to use, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was very scammy that we had to do that. Do you remember any particular stories from Discover Business? I don't. Just remember having to sell to people even if they didn't have a business. I do remember that during the different times when I phoned for Discover, when I was signing people up, there was different times when they would tell us that we had to get uh, social security numbers or mm-hmm. the last four. Like we had a certain quota that we had to meet. And I remember being very good at that because mm-hmm. I would just phrase it just right. And I guess people believed that I was an honest person and they would almost always give me their social security number. So I rocked it at that. That was a, was it, was that optional to get the social? It was optional to get the social. They could still sign up without that. But at di- different times they said, you know, we need like 25% of the sales to have socials. Oh. So then they would kind of pressure us to pressure our customers and to giving us their social security number. <sighs> and I actually had people give me their full social security number. Like wow. over the phone. They're I brave. Them. I'm like, <laughs> they are brave. I'm like, why in the world would you ever give your social security number over the phone no. to somebody who's calling you? No, don't do that. Please, if you're I listening, don't do that. I would not even give my social security number over the phone mm-hmm. to someone I called. Because you never know who could be listening in on your phone call. Exactly. But yeah. these people would give it to me. And the last four are the ones that are most unique to you anyway. So I don't know if you know about social security numbers. The first three, and or the first three, and then the second two have to do with where you were born, what state, and what hospital. Hmm. And then the last four are the ones that are specific to you. So those are the ones that you really have to be careful with. Interesting. Yeah. Oh well, I guess now everybody knows mine's. Yours is all zeros and then just a one at the end, you know. I'm Because they're the original. <laughs> mine, I'm is, mine is. Wouldn't that wow. be nice if it was that easy? Actually, that'd be bad because then somebody could figure it out. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> of course, we're just kidding. Those are not our real social security numbers. Uh, yeah. In case yeah. you didn't realize that. Anyway, I also did phone Discover uh, College. And that one was fun. So they would give us someone's name, and you have to, you know, when they answer the phone, hey, I'm calling from Discover, can I speak to you, you know, fill in the name of whoever it was. And uh, the thing was that if that person wasn't available, we were told that we could sell to whoever calls on the phone, whoever answers the phone. So we were selling to random people that had, they had no information on at all. So it was wild. We were making sales to all these college students who didn't have a clue about about anything mm. it was it was crazy that's scammy it is mm. very scammy especially because we were selling them to people that had like zero annual income because yeah. we would ask you know what's your annual income and they're like well we don't have a job i'm a college student and we could still sell them this wow. cover card i never got to do that program but it sounds really easy it it was pretty easy but it was a really scammy too i think it was really scammy to be giving oh, yeah credit cards to college students who A, don't understand how they work, and mm-hmm. B, have no income, so they're never going to be able to pay that back. Yeah. Yeah. 
And also some of them were probably uh, drunk out of their minds. So. Oh, I'm sure there's probably yeah. people that were drunk Wee. or high. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> and then moving on, we both did Bank of America Privacy Assist Premiere. Mm-hmm. I still remember the freaking phone number. Mm-hmm. I do. one 833 So oh, call that number and spam the heck out of them, please. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't it, even know if that number's active anymore. It's like, uh, it's like uh, one of the phone numbers that's actually banned. In the United States, as you can't use as a Eight, as six, a phone. Seven, five, yep. <laughs> yeah. There, there was there were stories uh, the, like uh, businesses that will use as a phone number as like a publicity stunt. Oh yeah. And then they come back in the next day. Their voicemail is just full of people calling it blaring that song, asking for Jenny. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's dumb on their part. Yeah. But, I mean, we live in the world where Rick Astley has been Rickrolled. You so. know, you know. Yeah, I remember with Bank of America, I have a few fun stories there. I remember one time I called this guy, and uh, it had their, you had to speak to that person, I do believe, because it was their particular Bank of America yes. account. Mm-hmm. What you were doing was offering them, um, basically monitoring their credit report, and then letting them know if there's anything on there that looks wrong or out of the ordinary i can't remember the words we use now but uh that was basically what the service was obviously now we have things like credit karma so that basically defeats that purpose right but back then that was the big thing was that people were getting their identity stolen stolen. all the time i mean yeah y'all said this was the mid-2000s life lock that kind of thing that's what we're selling is like life lock so yeah yeah, this was before like youtube or google were the giants Mm, that they were yeah 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 so, yeah, the one time I called this guy, and of course you had to speak to the person because it was all regarding their account. And one time I got uh, this lead that popped up, and the person's name said, two, like the number two, I am. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And so I was like, well, maybe it's Tim because it's a two. It starts with a T. I got so lucky <laughs> that it was right. <laughs> I, still, I still remember that to this day. One time I had a guy... Um, I was just rattling off my script. Now, it, it was kind of like frowned upon to be like making it obvious that you were using a script. Yes, it was they very you to sound upon. natural. There was sometimes, though, then you were forced to use the script. Yeah. But you were supposed to make it sound like you were just regular talking. Yeah. And yeah. you usually didn't use the script that was on the screen, which I think no, defeats the purpose. No, you never did. So I just memorized it like you do. And then this guy, one time, I was rattling off my script, and I was just like an autopilot because, you know, I hate my job. And finally, this guy just randomly interrupts me and goes, are you reading a script? And I said, no, sir, I have it memorized. (laughs) And I got the sale. Oh, God. The guy was, I guess he was impressed. I don't know, but I got the sale. I I have been asked if I was a robot before. (laughs) Because I, I, I can get very monotone <laughs> and, you know, just blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what? I yeah. can't tell you how many times at work, whenever we have to call someone to tell them their order's in, mm-hmm. I wanted to answer the phone. It's like, hello, you have an order waiting for you at this store. Please pick it up soon. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do remember one time I phoned almost the whole night. And I was using a British accent. <laughs> and then my coach got mad and like yelled at me and said, don't do that anymore. And I was like, dang it. But it was fun. It was so much fun. And I actually had a customer who asked if I lived in London. And I was like, no, I visited there, but I've never lived there. And they're like, you've got a very 
very realistic accent. I was like, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I also... Uh, it was a lot of fun. Let's just put it that yeah. way. I had a lot of fun that night, and then I got in trouble. I tried to do like accents, that. but I couldn't keep a straight face because I usually picked stupid ones. They made me laugh. I also watched a lot of the Doctor. Well, you know, back then we couldn't watch TV or of videos or anything because, you know, we're in Bible mm-hmm. college. That's wicked. Yeah, I was the guy in Bible college who knew how to get stuff. Oh. Who knew how to get movies through not so legal means. And that's all I became all that person because I had a printer. Oh. If, if oh, yeah. you want to up at a, a, a Bible college like House Anderson, all you got to do is just have a printer and let people print stuff off. And then when I would plug in their flash drive, whatever music or videos they had on there, copy onto my computer. So <laughs> I got so much stuff. I, I would... So much stuff from everyone because lots of people were always printing stuff off on my printer. Because otherwise you had to go like up three flights of stairs to the library, hope they're open so that you can go print something off. It's much easier to come to my room. I would do that with uh, people's phones when they asked to charge it on my, on my laptop. Oh. I would just steal all their music. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Oh. Or uh, we, at, at college we had what we called the, uh, the sock exchange. Oh. Um, lo- long story short, um, uh, it all started when a friend of mine uh, convinced the RA, who they were Marvel fans, and they wanted to go get the Avengers movie, and the guy, his excuse was, "I just need to go get some socks." Uh-huh. And so that, and so that became our code word for whenever we were uh, sharing movies or TV shows or other stuff like that. We were just buying socks or giving oh. other people socks. So, nice, sneaky. Every once in a while, we were allowed to watch videos, and I remember that I think it was my last year there. Uh, one of our dorm soups let us watch Chicken Run. Oh, I remember that. And the chickens kissed on there. <laughs> I remember And we that. were all like, oh, the kids. What? We're allowed to watch this movie. But they were chickens. kissing in it. But they were because chickens. Because we weren't allowed to watch the second Anna Green Gables movie. Oh, yeah. Because at the very end, they kiss. Mm-hmm. And so when she let us watch this animated chicken movie with kissing chickens, we were all like, <laughs> Ooh, they're kissing. It was sexually repressed college. It was real. And <laughs> at that time, I was like 20, 24 or 25. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I can't <gasps> believe you're letting us watch this. Yeah, we we had movie nights at our college. And by movie nights, I mean mostly Di- Disney, Pixar, and stuff by the Kendrick Brothers. So mm-hmm. you're facing the giants, courageous, yeah, all that fun stuff. None of that had come out while we were at House Anderson. Yeah. So we got way off track there. Sorry. It's okay. It, um, it's normal on this podcast. It is. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at, I have a bunch of stories written down on my phone so I can remember things because, you know, I'm old. Mm. Um, but one time I remember um, going through one night where I was getting a bunch of answering machines back to back. And when we got answering machines, um, and I don't think we went over this part, whenever we hung up a call... Um, we could either click call back, put on the do not call list, uh, answering machine. Not interested. Not interested. Or if they were for certain things, like they don't have they don't have an account with this bank anymore. Stuff right. like that. Stuff that's like doesn't apply to them. So one night I kept getting answering machines over and over and over and over and over. So I was basically calling. I was doing what they called clicking through my leads. Mm-hmm. Where basically I was going through the screens and going to end call and then going to answer machine because they were just... 
It was like back to back to back. I don't know what was going on that night, but I just had so many of them. And then, I kid you not, it must have went on for about an hour where I didn't get hardly any calls. And I accidentally clicked through some leads because I thought they were answering machines. Mm. It happens. And I got in trouble for that. Sometimes we did it on purpose. Sometimes. I I will say. I'm just saying. I, there were a few <laughs> calls, yeah. I was just like, they sounded mad. I was like, you know what? Oopsie. <laughs> Click the wrong button. And also, like, people would get mad at us. Like, when I phoned Bank of America, if they didn't like Bank of America or the Discover people that didn't, or that maybe had other Discover accounts, they would get mad at us and think that we actually worked for the companies. I'm like, yes. but we don't. We actually don't. I phoned some program and I don't remember what it was called, but I phoned for Chase Bank Oh, for like just a couple of weeks and the people were always so mad. Every customer was telling me stories of how I was never late on my payments and they jacked up my, per- my card uh, interest rate on my card for no reason and I'm like I can't do anything for you. I'm just offering you this service. Well, I don't even like Chase Bank, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sorry. Okay. Nothing I can do because I don't actually work for Chase Bank. I'm just offering you this extra service. I mean, I can understand why they would think that, but... Right, because they're calling, oh, I'm calling from Chase, blah, 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 blah. Because it sounds like we are, Mm -hmm. even though we don't actually work for Chase and we can't do anything to their cards. Mm -hmm. The other thing that was confusing about Bank of America, the privacy assist, is that... Discover also had a similar program. Yep. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it was uh, Privacy Protection. Make that something. Something like, like that. that. Very similar names. And sometimes they would put us on both, or at least me. They put me on both programs. They put me both on BOFA, as we, Bank of America we called it BOFA, yeah. or they and and they would put us on Discover Privacy at yeah. the same time. Because the Discover one, I found that a lot, so I was pretty good at that one. And we had very limited leads for that one Mm -hmm. because they had to be Discover Discover card customers already. So we would only phone that for a few hours, and then you'd phone something else the rest of the night. I got mixed on both of them sometimes where I was on both programs. Yeah. And so if you accidentally said the wrong company, you were screwed because... Mm -hmm. Because then you can't sell it now. You can't. And so that ruined a lot of things. And I think on the Discover one, there was a price thing where it was different for different people. Like some people, it was like, yes. like thirteen ninety nine, and some people it was like eleven ninety nine. So they told you yes. to tell the customer that it was thirteen ninety nine, and then if it ended up being less, then you could tell them it was less. Right. To not make them mad. Right. Like, well, they're probably already mad that we're calling them, but whatever. Yeah. No. So that was very confusing and lost me a lot of sales because I accidentally said the wrong thing. Because yeah. I was more used to bank, phone, phoning Bank of America or BOFA, and I would say Bank of America a lot. And I'm like, sorry, I've been phoning this for the past well, probably a year by that point. Can't help it. <laughs> I found so. a lot of Discover, so mostly that's what I did. And I also see on our list of programs, you phoned Aegon. Tell me about that because I never yes, did that. Yes, Aegon. So that was when I started. That's what everyone was like trained on and then we started phoning it and to phone Aegon you had to like graduate like pass and you had to make a certain number of sales within a certain number of hours phoning the program and I felt quite special because I was actually the first one to not graduate into the program because I sucked at making sales but what we would do is we would call people it was it was insurance and so we'd call and offer them accidental death and dismemberment there was a couple other ones, but the accidental death and dismemberment was the one that I found the most. And um, 
I think the other ones you had to graduate. I still found ADD. Uh, but you would call them and then you'd offer them the service and then you had to transfer them to an agent because we were not licensed insurance agents. We couldn't sell insurance. The only problem was sometimes there was not a connection between our office and the agent's office. So sometimes the agents would have to come up to our office to do the transfers or we'd have to tell people, sorry, we can't do the transfer to an agent now, so we'll have to call you back later. There was one time I was on the phone with a customer for a literal hour mm. waiting for an agent to be available. And finally, my coach was like, how long have you been on that call? And I was like, like an hour? He's just talking and we're just chatting. And she's like, we don't have any agents that are not going to be available. We're just going to have to let him go. I was so mad. Mm. So I was like, I wasted an hour of my life and then didn't even get to make the sale. And it wasn't my fault. It was the agent's fault. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. It's, it's unfair that I have a similar story that I'll share later that something like that happened. Yeah. That yeah, it kind of sounds like that program was like the other program that I did all state, but I'll get into that later. Yeah, anything that was like uh, insurance based, we couldn't actually sell because because we were none of us had licensed. our insurance license. Moving right along, unless you have more to say. Nope, that's it. To one of the best programs that you hardly ever got to phone, CPPI. CPPI. Oh, I love that stuff. It was. I feel like it was more of a Saturday program. It was. It was awesome. It was like you got to answer the phone. They were inbound calls. Yes, Hmm. inbound calling was so much better than outbound calling. Because then they weren't already cussing at you when they picked up. They wanted to talk to you. They were wanting to confirm their credit card. Yes. It was like department store yeah, credit like cards. Yeah, Dress Barn. Belks. Um, there was a couple of different ones I don't, I don't remember. remember what it was. I just remember Dress Barn. For but some we reason. had to upsell like a credit card protection. protection. And I, I did make a few sales on that. It was like a couple bucks mm-hmm. a month. It was and pretty easy to sell. And it's stuff that like now credit cards come with that standard where you have yeah. like purchasing protection. But I guess back then you didn't. Yeah. But I know there was sometimes, like, if you hadn't made any... The more sales you made on CPPI, the more calls you would get. Like, yes. your percentage, if it was high, then you'd get more calls. If it was low, then you'd get fewer calls. It was a tricky thing because you had to make enough sales where you didn't get kicked off, but also enough not enough sales to where you weren't getting constant calls. Right. So you could just sit there on your butt getting paid to do nothing. It was wonderful because <laughs> there would be times when all of us would be phoning it because there's no other leads and so, like, there would be hundreds of girls just sitting and chatting. And, you know, every once in a while you'll get a call. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. If you didn't make the sale, then you'd be waiting for another hour before you got another call. Yeah. One time, though, I made a sale. And it was bad. Because then for the next hour, I got back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back <laughs> calls. Non-stop. I was so mad. I was like, I can't believe this. Somebody actually bought this crap, and now I have to actually phone. It was very depressing. Oh, I remember the first Saturday very I ever did, and we did CPPI. And I remember it was my freshman year, and there was a bunch of us girls there because we thought, oh, we need to pay our school bill. We were more serious back then. Oh, you know. And I remember two girls, but I re- you remember. Oh, yes. yes. One of them braided the other girl's hair. Oh, god. I forget who it was. That's how slow it was. They were sitting there braiding each other's hair. Oh, girl. So there was one time. <laughs> We, my, my unit was not up on the regular sales floor. We were in like an office room off to the side. And so, you know, she was Mm -hmm. there and she was in my unit at that time. And 
we were so slow. She was literally giving girls massages mm. while we were at oh. work, like rubbing yes. backs and like yeah. full out massages. She gave the best massages while we were working yes. because it was so slow. Yeah, she was a secretary at the college I I went to for yes. for a bit there, and uh, yeah, she would do that to the college students there. Yeah. She dated them. my so, yeah. boyfriend after I dated my boyfriend, so mm. you know, she's been a part of. Uh, our story. It, it's weird how, you know, you have those people you you think were just background characters and then they just keep popping up here right. and there. Right, yes, yeah. yes. And then the other program that we all love to do, political. Oh. Political. <laughs> you would think, of course, this was years ago, back before everything got really politically charged, but you would think that would be the least favorite. No. Mm-mm. Why Most was it our favorite? favorite. No sales goals. No sales. Woo. Sometimes you got a machine that would read it for you. Mm. Like you yes. push a play button. And it so would there say was it, for it you. was an option to like leave a message, so that if it was answer machine, then we just click the answer machine button and it would play a message to leave on their voicemail. Well, then they decided, you know what? Just whenever we get a call, you just hit that button and it'll give the spiel for you, and you don't have to worry about it. It was wonderful. That was the best program. Ever. Yes. And I remember there being a slight, a little bit of a controversy because people were phoning for a party that they did not vote for. Yes. And they were freaking out about it. I was like, dude, shut up. I don't up. care. I don't care. Like, I don't have to make sales. Shut up. Go phone Bova or go phone Discover and scam old people. Don't really, don't do that. But I'm <laughs> like, disclaimer. if you're going to complain about that, you crazy, man. I don't care. Like... Disclaimer, the Sound Booth Podcast does not condone scamming old people. No, no, I love old people. I love old people. They're so fun. They are awesome. Yeah, of course, like I said, this was before Obama, so this was like Bush Jr. era. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, parts of it. Yeah. This this would have been 07 to 11, so part of it was when Bush Jr. was in office, and then part of it was when Obama was in office, but I think it was more local. It was more local people, yeah. yeah. Big name people didn't do anything with this. Well, the first time that we had political, I didn't actually get to phone it, because I think it was in 2005, 2006 time. Um, But I don't remember even who it was for, but I was really jealous of all the girls who got to go (laughs) phone political, because I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They don't even have to make sales. Mm -hmm. Focus. And I do remember that sometimes before they started, like, the whole playing the message thing, people would pretend to be robots so yes. that they wouldn't get yelled at. That was me. I did that. <laughs> totally pretended to be a robot. I don't remember. I just kept that. reading the script no matter what the person said. Yeah. And then... There was one time I phoned a political, and we asked him, like, a bunch of questions. Hmm. I think it was a political one. But we would, like, ask him, you know, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? It was very random. But it was nice because... People were generally happier about those kind of calls than yeah. about trying to sell them something. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to sell political candidates. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, now, this next program, I very vaguely remember this. I don't even know if you did it. It was through Allstate, and it was some kind of, I don't know if it was dental insurance or it was some kind of non auto insurance. Oh. I vaguely remember it. I was only no. on it for a short while with my one of my friends hmm. because we were doing poorly on whatever program we were on at the time. Yeah. Mm. And so they put us on this new one. They said, Here's a new program we're trying out. 
And, of course, we sucked it up on that one, too. So, got taken off of it. I don't really have much remembrance of that one, and I don't think you No, I didn't film that one. It was not great. I filmed very little for Allstate. Very little. Uh, Are you in good hands? Oh, gosh. And then that brings me to Allstate for auto insurance. I only filmed this, like, once or twice. I phoned it probably most of my junior and senior year of college. And mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, obviously CPPI and political are obviously the programs you want, but like, you know, are rare unicorns you know, with zebra print on them. <laughs> Allstate was probably the best program I phoned, but it had its flaws too. You did have to ask a lot of questions. Like you had to ask, have you been in an accident recently? Do you have an SR-22? Are you uh, licensed, legally licensed? Are you over the age of 21? Has your cat been in an accident recently? Uh, do you, uh, what's your underwear size? Like all this crap. Do you wear pajamas to bed? Yeah. What is this, a missionary questionnaire? Uh, <laughs> ooh, like it. But you did have to ask a lot of questions and that could get frustrating sometimes because people would be like, I don't have time for this. And it was one of those ones where you would transfer them to an Allstate agent because you weren't obviously qualified to do so. So, it was hard to sometimes get them to answer all of the questions. And I did love, there were certain agents that would pick up the phone. And I actually kind of remember some of their names. I think there was this one guy named Joe, and he was my favorite agent when he picked up. Because he was always so pleasant and happy, and I knew that... Like, the customer was probably going to get the quote because he was going to be nice to them. Right. Because I feel like we got bonuses if they actually got the quote. Yeah, I think you did. I and remember when I did the, the Aegon, there was certain um, agents that we were transferring to, and you'd be like, they're going to get a sale, definitely yeah. going to get a sale. And then some of them, you'd be like, eh, uh, cancel, cancel, and try <laughs> to get a different agent. Literally, if you got certain people, you would cancel it and go back into the queue so that you could get a different agent because you knew that agent was going to screw it up and, and not get you the sale, literally. Yeah, I seem to remember, I, I vaguely remember that, and I don't remember if, if on Allstate if you could hang up on the agents, so I don't remember. I think you got stuck with who you got stuck with. I think so. Hmm. There were certain ones that I knew, I was like, oh, crap. And then there were some, I was like, oh, yes, my favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, it, was a, it was an interesting program. Oh, and I, I don't know why I remember this, but I seem to remember that this uh, the spiel said that you could save up to $327 on your car insurance. And I remember one time this person's like, I don't even pay that much. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was like, well, you could save all of that money. Like, what am I going to say to that? Up to. Up to, yeah. yeah. So I did that, but, well, okay, I didn't do that program. But I actually worked for a state farm um, office, and I did that where I would actually dial the number and call people and sign them up for quotes. And you would have to ask them so many questions, like information about their car and how much they drove every year. Mm. And, like, it was wild. So it's crazy having to ask that many questions and then still get someone to actually get a quote. And that's all it is. It's not even sign up for insurance. It's just a quote. Just a quote, yeah. And then there was this one time when I called this guy and uh, he answered the phone. Everything seemed normal. And I was offering him the Allstate auto insurance quote. And then he suddenly says, oh, well, I can't use that. I don't have a car. Oh, okay. He's like, I have a horse and buggy. Dude was Amish. But he had a phone. I know some of them are less strict than others, but um, my mind was blown. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, okay. What? I think I struggled figuring out what to put on the, like, whenever I hung up. I think I just put does not own car. Yeah. Remember earlier when you said about getting an agent? It's my, it's my story time now. Oh, dear. There was this one guy. He was the nicest guy ever. One of the nicest customers I ever had. And I got him interested in the quote. He answered all the questions without hesitation. I was on the line waiting for the agent. And then I remembered something. The agents, I believe, were in a different time zone. Yeah. I think they were in Florida. Something like that. And so they were on the East Coast and Eastern Time while we were in Central Standard Time. And so after 9 o'clock, there were no agents because over there it was after 10 o'clock. Yep. So one time this guy was super nice and awesome. And I, th- I think he waited probably close to how long yours waited. Mm-hmm. At, least, at least 30 minutes, but probably more than that. And I just let him talk to me. And I told him I was so sorry about all this and that there was no agent. While simultaneously thinking to myself, it's probably because they're all gone for the day, but what am I supposed to do? Right. And honestly, I didn't really want to call any more people because I was like, what's the point? If I do get them on this on this holding queue, they're just going to be disappointed. So this guy was also kind of telling me his life story. I was like, you know what? He's not mad about this. I'm not mad about this. If he wants to hang up, he can hang up anytime he wants to. And we stayed on there until almost it was time for me to leave. Yeah, and I was it like, was nice when you got I don't customers. even care. It was nice when you got customers like that. Mm-hmm. They're just chill and they're not getting upset at you. It was nice. Unfortunately, that didn't happen very often. Yeah. And then, of course, if you get them interested in that quote, and then, of course, if the agent doesn't pick up, when they get called back, somebody else gets credit for all the work you did. Yeah. Kind of unfair. Very just, unfair. Just a little bit. Very Well, unfair. it's not like this whole job sounds unfair. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. Bees what it bees. Were there any other programs that you phoned? Um, there was one. I didn't phone it, and you didn't phone it, but I had a friend that phoned it, and uh, it was called Countrywide, and they were calling people about their home mortgages. And the girls that I knew that phoned it made all kinds of sales, but I never phoned that one. Yeah. I When I was trained, I listened in on somebody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know listen now. Yeah. I listened to her phone. She was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. She but was But then sweet. I didn't end up phoning that program, so it was like, yeah, no. what's the point? Why am I listening? There's going to be so many sheep in this episode. Sorry. You it's, can try use to other keep, things. We try to keep the sheep out, but, you know, we yeah, can't Yeah, the, and there's my running joke of every single time uh, someone mentions the name Hiles Anderson College, you hear lightning and horse winning in the background. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so we've gone through all that. Um, kind of starting to wrap this thing up, which we appreciate y'all for staying with us this long. Yes, our um, whining and complaining is entertaining. And, and to show your appreciation, go follow us on Twitter. Oh. Or yeah, Facebook. Or TikTok. Or MySpace. We don't have that. Uh, no, if you have MySpace, you got kicked out of Files Anderson. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about MySpace here. And I, Facebook. No, no, no. Well, no. Well, at Facebook. First. Yeah, but yeah. they wanted us to have Twitter. They wanted us. Yeah, Twitter's okay. Twitter's okay. Mm. MySpace? No. Heathen. Heathen. Get kicked out of college. I remember in my college, there was a debate about whether or not YouTube counted as social media. Oh, goodness. Because you it, could have a channel there, but well, you couldn't really have friends. It would count as a right. movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I remember one time in, in, in high school, we had a preacher stand up and go, MySpace.com, you don't deserve any space. Or Facebook, why don't you get your face in the book, bless God. It's like... Well, <laughs> they literally, while I was at House Anderson, preached a sermon and said, y'all, as soon as we get done in here, y'all better get on there and delete your Facebook, or uh, your uh, MySpace. So if we find out you're on MySpace, you're going to kicked out. And I think there was about five or six people that got kicked out of college while yeah, having a MySpace. So it's yeah, serious. Our, our first, every semester after orientation, we were uh, to, we didn't have to delete Facebook, but we just, just had deactiv- we just had to deactivate our accounts. So we could reactivate them during breaks, but you know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That was like our other college. So dumb. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to what I was saying. I mean, <laughs> it's just so rarely we go off on tangents and rabbit trails yeah. here. So yeah. it's just such a rare occurrence. So anyway, so like I said, to kind of wrap the, this this thing up, what is one of that you can remember the worst experience you had at this place? Mm. Other than getting fired, the migraines and all that, one of the worst calls I ever had was, I don't know what program it was, probably BOFA. Uh, I guy answers the phone, and I ask for such and such, and he's like, this is me. I said, okay. I go into my spiel, and the whole time, he sounds like a creepy stalker. The way he's breathing is like, <sighs> well, folks, um, he then proceeded to tell me why he was panting like that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, you must be 18 or, or older to know why. Well, I need an adult. Let's just put it N-S-F-W, that way. N-S-F-W, not safe, safe for work. work. <laughs> he was in, he, he told me blatantly he was in the middle of, um. Adult fun times. Having fun. And I was like, <laughs> why in the world would you answer the phone? Why? In the immortal words of uh, Yakko Warner, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I still don't understand why, I guess, to get rid of me. Oh, I don't know. But he never said anything until I got most of the way through my spiel. So, you be the judge. Yeah. Oh, the grossest one I ever had was this guy was asking me if I knew about this um, adult toy. Mm. And I played like I didn't know what he was talking about. And I said dodo a dodo is an extinct bird and he's like no and then he names this adult toy and i was like yeah dodo it's an extinct bird and we went back and forth and back and forth for like 10 minutes probably him saying this adult toy and i said dodo instead because i was like i'm not even going to get into that with you because that's inappropriate there there was a line from Kim, from a Kim Possible episode that just popped into my head. Oh, dear. It was no, nothing bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Dragon had a mind control chip and he put it on Chico. By the way, if you haven't seen Kim Possible, I'm sorry. Uh, you totally should if you yeah. haven't. It's a great yeah. series. Yeah, and uh, he he told he told her to go uh, find find him a dodo bird, and she went off, and then then all this time the security camera flashed because Kim is climbing. Kind of thing, and he's like, "She go, why didn't you tell me? I was looking for a dodo bird." (laughs) (laughs) But then I did another time. I had like a sixty-six-year-old guy, and he was trying to convince me to come and live with him, and he would take care of me. 
And I was just like, mm. ew, you're older ew. than my grandpa. Ew. Why would I go and live ew. with you? And, of course, the random sexual harassment, like, what color are your underwear? Yeah. Or what are you wearing right now? Or, you know, just gross stuff that yeah. guys do too. I didn't get that too often. Annoying, but. Oh, I got that all the time. You have a sexy voice. I'm like, <laughs> you don't even know me. Why would you think I sound? No, 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 no. Boys. No. I literally have been told that. It's so gross. I'm like, no. Sorry, no. And and you have to share that story that we were talking about earlier about the, the lady talking about her daughter going on road trips. Oh. This so, one's not so gross, but no, kind of funny. No, it was really random. So I was talking to this customer, and I don't remember what program it was, but I was we were just chatting, and she asked me something about adult underwear, like adult diapers. diapers. And... She was like, is it weird to wear adult diapers? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, my daughter wears them when she goes on road trips with their friends to so they don't have to stop. <laughs> Literally, so they Jesus don't have to stop it. and go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, I don't do that. But I was like, I guess if all of her friends are doing it, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> But it was just so random. I was like, why are you asking a random person over the phone about adult diapers? Like, what? James is gone, y'all. Although I do wonder about that one lady that, like, was an astronaut or something. Was that who it was that, like, wore a diaper so she could drive across the country and, like, kill her husband or something? I've heard that story before. Yeah. So I don't know if she was thinking of... Maybe her daughter's going to try something like that, but yeah. she asked about adult diapers. Sorry. And James is about to fall out, like, legit. Uh, sorry, I'm trying not to mess up the recording. <laughs> the custo- uh, customers talk to us about a lot of is... random things. I've heard about breakups and, mm-hmm. you know. Their life story. Life stories, jobs, loss, mm-hmm. children, like. Yeah, whenever they Way would tell you their life story and there was nothing you could do sometimes because they just wouldn't shut up. But there was one time that happened and I just put the phone on mute because there was a box that you had that you could push oh, yeah. the mute button, just mm-hmm. so you know. I'd push the mute button, prop my chair back and just be like, yep. Oh, and well, and I got in trouble one time for not talking to a customer because we were waiting for an agent to get on the line and uh, the customer was like, can we just wait quietly? And I was like, Sure. So I'm just sitting there, and she's just sitting there, and we're just not saying a word. And my coach got mad at me and said, you need to keep the customer talking. I was like, she asked to just sit quietly. She ended up hanging up because it was taking forever, which I don't blame her. Yeah. But I was like, the customer asked me to sit quietly and wait. I want to do what the customer wants. Exactly. I understand that. I'm an introvert. To me, it makes sense to just sit quietly and wait. Yeah, like when you're getting your hair cut. Yeah. I don't want to talk. Yeah. Some of y'all, if you want to do that, that's cool. But when no. I'm getting my hair cut... I don't want to talk. Just cut my hair. Talk Y'all to your coworkers. Y'all are already touching me. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just no. We don't have to talk. It's it's cool. It's cool. It's okay. It'll yeah. be all right. We don't have to talk. <laughs> yeah. So. That was fun. Yeah. I, um. Okay. So, I will mention a story that goes along with, um, the not being, uh, taken off of our call list. If somebody says, like, oh, I'm not interesting, or, oh, don't call me anymore, then we would totally just hit call back and keep calling them anyway. Because not interesting is not saying that they're not interested in our product. Mm-hmm. It just means that they're, they're not, not interesting. interesting. 
Sorry that you're a boring person. <laughs> That's not my fault. That's what I always thought, too. Sorry. Like, oh, sorry you're boring, but that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so so we were kind of told to be a little bit... Tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> One time... Oh, I just remembered this, too. One time I called, or maybe it was you, called somebody on a program, and it was their newborn baby's name. <gasps> yes. Yes, I have called newborn babies. And I'm like, what? I've called college staff members while I was working in Maricol, Ooh. too. They weren't uh, home when I called for some reason, but yeah. And I actually, I called one of my uh, coworkers in my unit. I called her uncle. Wow. It was really random. Yeah. But her last name was like a very unique last name. And I was like, do you have a family member named whatever his name was? I don't remember what it was. And she's like, yeah, that's my uncle. And I was like, I just called him. I don't think he was home. <laughs> But she was like, what? Wow. It was really crazy. I do remember one time I called somebody with the same, my, my maiden last name. They had the same last name. And yes. I remember we had to say our last name when we called people. Oh. And I was like, oh, hi, I'm April Halstead calling with you know, Bank of America or whatever. And that was a guy that had the last name of Halstead. And I was like, whoa. And then we were trying to figure out if we were related. It was fun. <laughs> That is always So, were y'all's calls ever monitored by, like, the coaches? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was always people listening in. That's why I got in trouble that time. I clicked through all my leads. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Our coaches would listen in, and there was also a quality assurance, like, uh, department, I guess, that could listen into our calls. And, like, the higher-ups that were in their offices, they could totally listen in on our calls, too. Okay, now, Kathy, I know you probably did this, and I know I did this. Did you ever stand up at your desk <gasps> and, yes, like, I used to stand be up looking across desk. the room at the few random college guys that were there phoning, and you'd be Girl. like, hey, how you doing? So, the one guy that I ever dated in my whole freaking life, wow, he worked at AmeriCall. <laughs> At the same time that I worked at AmeriCall. Mm. And so I would stand up and he would, or he would stand up and wave. And I would stand up and wave back. Because I was on one side and he was like way over on the other side of the building. Because, you know, we can't Mm. be too close to the men. Mm Because we would like jump their bones or something. I don't know. And so uh, my coach would like yell at me and be like, sit down. You're not supposed to be standing up. And I'm like, there's no reason I had to sit down to phone this program. I know the script. I'm still answering all my leads. But she just didn't want me looking at my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Probably because she was jealous and couldn't see her boyfriend at work. I looked at guys that I crushes on, but I never <laughs> dated anybody. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, a, I was a loser. I'll admit I, it. I, I know. I, I'm just messing with you because mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Also, I've recently found some um, little comics that I made. Um, in Youth Conference 2010 um, at First Baptist Church, they, I guess, the, I don't remember what the theme was, but they gave us these little notepads. At the top of the notepad, it says, today I'm dealing with blank in my life. And then you're, I guess, you're supposed to write how you're supposed to deal with it or whatever. So my snarky little butt made a whole bunch of them. I'm holding them here in my hand. And the very first one on the front says, Today I'm dealing with AmeriCall in my life. And then I've got a picture of myself on there saying, Shoot me, please. <laughs> oh, somebody kill me, please! And then I have different little captions on 
ones, and I was actually just going through these um, and remembering stories. Uh, let me see if I can find a good one. We will probably share some of these on Twitter and other places. Yeah, they're pleat forms. Yeah. Oh, here's one. Okay, this one says, Today I'm dealing with sleepiness in my life. And then I'm. it's a picture of me. And I'm saying, I'm calling to let you know we may be able to save you $396. And then, bam! And then my head falls on the desk. And then the guy goes, uh, hello, I want to save money. I really did fall asleep once. <laughs> and I was talking while I was asleep. And I woke up and I was saying something. But I didn't know where in my script I was. So I hung up on the customer, <laughs> which we're totally not supposed to do. But I was like, I don't even know what I already said or what I was supposed to be saying. So he might have thought I was, like, drunk or something. Because I don't even know if I made any sense. <laughs> but I just hung up real fast and then. So slight tangent, and mm-hmm. this is going to be completely random out of nowhere. I was looking at their stupid brochure, and yeah. one, one thing I noticed is when you open it up, it's a it's a trifold. When you open up just to two things, you see the Hiles Anderson College sign in the background there. But when you open up fully, it's still there. So it's symmetrical with yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. I I'll I'll give okay uh, one point for you. That still doesn't upset the negative ninety nine thousand points against you. But <laughs> one point for you. <laughs> oh, you'll find this one interesting. You, James. Uh-huh. Today I'm dealing with profits in my life. And then this is the customer. Oh, um, he won't be interested, like, in that at all. Me. Well, since you're a prophet, can you tell me who I'm going to marry? <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, we've been yapping about this for about two hours now. Oh, my gosh. Well, so. we will share some of these little fun things. Oh, and I found a little comic that... I was given to me. I don't know if we'll share this one or not. I have to look through it, and make sure it's appropriate. It's, it's pretty appropriate. It's called the Amen- the Adventures of April at Americall, written by Kathy. Yay! And another one of our friends whose name I won't mention in case. Just in case. But uh, yes, it's very lovely, and yeah, and I'm just like enjoying going through these memories of these stupid comics. I once had to put the name just in case on a Bible. The the dude, <laughs> I, I, I put names on Bibles where, where I work, and the dude's name, I kid you not, his first name was Justin, and last name was Case. Wow. Justin Case. Yeah. That's mean. <laughs> what was his parents thinking? Yeah. <laughs> good grief. Uh, I've seen uh, so many weird spellings of names, so good luck. Uh, uh, well, we did now. too at, at yeah. Americall. Oh, yeah. yeah. We saw some weird I ones. I guess this is a good place to say. Speaking of names. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, now, I'm not proud about this, but I was desperate. Sometimes I would mispronounce people's names on purpose just so they would hang up on me. People's names that were spelled J-E-S-U-S but were not pronounced Jesus. I would be particularly and be like, Jesus, no, Jesus. I need to speak to Jesus. And then they'd hang up on me. Mm. Not proud. Not my proudest moment. Kathy. Not my proudest moment, but we all have things we regret. (laughs) I regret ever working there. That's for sure. I regret any customer I ever slighted or lied to because I was desperate and you know. suffering and hating life. And our coaches told us to lie. And our coaches told us to. So, yeah. Okay, so you've gone over what it was like there, some of the stories. How did it all end for you? Oh, it ended in flames. No. 
Um, well, I did get fired. That's why they're closed. <laughs> well, if only. I did get fired. Um, that one wasn't uh, one that I remember well because I was very distraught and worried about how I was going to pay my school bill. So I don't want to remember that. and I don't really remember it. Um, when I quit, I had these big plans and some of them happened. Um, I got my, I think my phone or something. I figured out how to play Chariots of Fire. And when I was walking out of the building, I played Chariots of Fire, which, if you don't know what that is, it's like the... And I walked out of the building, and I kid you not... She slow-motioned it. Yeah. Kathy is my witness. I walked out of the building, and I screamed, Four years of torture! Finally over! She was so happy. I was giddy. I, if I could do cartwheels, I would have, but I can't. I got on the bus and I was like, just, I had a spring in my step. I was so happy and I recorded it, but unfortunately, I, the hard drive that was on got stolen. That's another story, but yes. And then a few days after that, um, they said, uh, after chapel, they're like, we need to have a meeting with everybody working at AmeriCall after chapel. And I was like, ha ha, I don't have to go. And then another time, <laughs> a few days after that, um, I was already, I had already quit AmeriCall, which I actually had the option to quit a day early. I don't know if you remember that, Kathy. Oh, yeah. They gave me the option to quit a day early because I had done such a good job after getting fired and rehired. But I said, no, I need the money. And plus, I had all these silly plans for my last day. Yeah, no. But anyway, um, one day after I had already quit, I boarded the AmeriCall bus after lunch. And I started walking up the stairs. And I can't remember if the bus driver gave me a weird look. I think he might have. But I, I got on so. the bus and I looked at all the girls on the bus and I said, ha, just kidding. And I got off the bus and I kind of feel bad about that. You should have because I, <laughs> I was so mad so because I still I was know, working because I wasn't done paying off my school bill oh, yet. And I was just so mad. Oh, I wanted to get up and slap her. <laughs> Because I was like, sorry. don't rub it in when some of us have I to know, I'm still sorry. drag our butts over jerk. there every day. I'm canceled now. No. No. I was I was bad. just like, I was just giddy. Because I, and then, oh, when I got back to the dorms that night when I quit, I ran down the hall, like, screaming. I don't mm-hmm. think you were on my floor at that point. I don't think so. And I was like, yeah! And, <laughs> and some people knew why. They were like, oh, it was their last day. And yeah. It was glorious. Mm. It, it seemed cooler in my head probably than it actually was, but I was just happy that it was done. Well, and for me, um, I actually quit twice and was kind of fired once in the six years that I was there. So I worked for my freshman year and then I quit because I was going to go and do work scholarship. That fell through and so I ended up coming back in like December, January kind of time. No, it was earlier than that. It would have been like October, November time, and I came back. Well, then, I don't remember what year it was, but a couple years later, they said that they were not going to approve our leave of absence because every year during the summertime, we'd all take leave of absence, and that we could come back and still keep our pay raises and, you know, advance through our our pay scale. Well, they said, nope, they're not going to do, they're not going to give anyone a leave of absence this year. And I was like, forget it. I'm I'm not staying over the summer to work at AmeriCall. I would kill myself because it was so <laughs> bad. 
And so I just quit. And then when we came back the next year, they were like, oh, we were just kidding. Y'all can come back and keep your pay that you had before. So I was really happy. And then I don't even remember what date my last day was, but it was sometime in 2011, probably in May. May. Because I had to work up right up to the last minute because obviously we did not make enough money yeah to pay our bills i don't know how i managed because first few months of my senior year i didn't even work there yeah i remember that and i paid my very last bill i paid it in pennies like partially in i pennies. remember that <laughs> and i think i'd already paid it off and that's why i quit when i did plus i just yeah. couldn't stand it anymore and i didn't no, care i don't blame you it was awful yeah, not being able to pay your school bill really sucked. Yes. Because then yeah. you'd be withdrawn from classes and it wasn't your fault. those absences counted up and they would tell us, you know, beg money from your family so you could stay in class. Yeah. Oh, hey, which what? I never did. That reminded me, remember whenever in like 2008 or 9, um, he who shall not be named inmate dude had to bail us out because we weren't making enough money? <coughs> Scott. Hey, he's not an inmate anymore. But well... We're calling him that because, yeah, he should be there still. He should but, still yeah. probably be there because he didn't serve all his time. Oh, well, yeah, he bailed us out because we weren't getting hours at AmeriCall. Yeah. Because they were kicking us all off early. Yeah. But that's what happens when you only give us one job option and it's a crappy one. Yeah. But I was glad to be gone. And I still tell people to this day, I would go and shovel cow or horse poop with my hands before I go back yes. to being a telemarketer. I would too. I don't even care. With and my bare hands. No gloves. Whoa. Legit with my bare hands. That's intense. That's not necessary. <laughs> I, that's what I would do. To not have to be a telemarketer again. I would do that. I suppose I would as long as I'm not going to get diseases. Well, I mean, I'd wash my hands before I did anything. You know. But yeah. I would shovel it with my bare hands first. <laughs> I mean, for you, McDonald's was a step up. It was. Uh, yes, it actually was. <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's was better. Way better. McDonald's. No, McDonald's. Way better. And I used to work McDonald's open, so I'd have to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning. For our international and that audience. was a lot better. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the customers being terrible to me at McDonald's, but it wasn't nearly as bad as America no. because they were in front of your face, and there was only so much they could do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you didn't go through that... That uh, word I can't say on this on this family friendly Minecraft channel. Um, that he double hockey sticks. Uh, oh, I've already said it, so you're good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still getting used to cussing. I mean, I don't cuss. Why he would cusses you cusses every other word? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say it for you if you want me to. Yeah. Amara Hill. So they went through the, all that hell. See, <gasps> I said it. Good job, good job. So, but all of that brought you here and made, would it have been easier if you hadn't had to go through that? Yes. yes but, yes. would you, but you wouldn't be you right now. You, we yeah. wouldn't have material to waste, I mean, make two hours of wonderful content for these people to listen to. That's true. It's not going to be two hours long, is it? Probably not. Okay. We'll see. Sorry, people. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see if the editor can survive. <laughs> and by editor, you mean you. Yes. Well, so um, also I'm going to end with a little song and dance. Okay, just song. Um, I don't know if any of y'all out there have heard of the song, Who Will Go to America. There was one particular version I was used to sang by the Victorious Valley Girls, home people, whatever. 
I don't think they're open anymore. Anyway, they sang that song, and it was the version I got used to. And one time I got bored on the way to work, and I made up alternate lyrics. And I would like to note that in this song I do mention Jericho students. I call them Jerry's. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean when I say that. Mm. That's um, what we called them, Jerry's. Or Jerry babies. Jerry's, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I hope you enjoy the song. And... Um, not the only song that was ever made up about America. Yeah. yeah. But a better one. But one that I made up, and it's near and dear and close to my heart. They left their dorms at the college To cross Highway 30, crowded and loud They carried their headsets on, carrying the law so other souls could be harassed. But the light's grown dim in America. Rebuttals will be our nation's doom. We need more sales at America. For the coach is coming soon. Who will go to America? Land of the jerks and the freaks. Who will go to America? Tell me, Jerry, why not? ladies forth to harass every land to the islands of Hawaii to harass forgotten men but the most forgotten college student is the upperclassman who actually pays their bill. So who will go to America? She needs Jesus Christ the Lord. Who will go to America? you 
so we want to thank y'all for tuning in to this special episode of the Sound Booth Podcast. Uh, check out our socials, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Omegle, um, all those wonderful and not outdated sites. And we will see you on our next episode, whenever that may be. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Fun going down memory lane. Yeah. Well, well, well fun is... Uh... Term here. It, it's mm. it's one way to say it. It's <laughs> it's fun in hindsight. Yes. Yes. All right. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>